bring the word of the Lord. And I hear the voice of Ezekiel prophesying to these dry bones. Live again, live again. Those who sleep, those in the grave, live again, live again. again to these tribals
Good morning, everybody. This, oh, goodness. This Thursday morning, the 14th of December, in the year of our Lord, 2023. And this is Sister on Scripture. Today, we're discussing the Valley of Dry Bones with Ezekiel chapter 37. And I've got to, I've got to look up a, um, a phone number for somebody. Um, the lady that we were, I think everybody here knows about her. Scott had discussed her prayer the other night on Peace Be Still um, about the lady that needs some help with her heat. And I need to relay a phone number. So I'm going to get another song um, playing in just a second. So that way I could get this phone number looked up. I apologize for this. Here's some Andre Bocelli.
Okay, guys, sorry about that. I needed to get that number over um, to MSM Liars. He's gone over, which is why I was able to go ahead and be on today because he has um, got a propane heater that he's donated, and um, we've got some tanks. Actually, she's got some, so we're going to go ahead and get her tanks filled, and they're the smaller ones instead of the large um, outdoor tank that I use I think they usually hold like 300 gallons or something like that 500 gallons I don't know they hold a lot but they're really expensive um, up front to get all of them filled so and she said she couldn't afford that so um, we've got the smaller ones coming and she's gonna have a um, a wall mounted propane heater and so we can do her um, her wood stove when it gets a little bit warmer so that way she's got some heat and he was getting ready to head over there and needed to reach her and couldn't get her on the number so thank you guys for that that was Andrea Bocelli and I know I said his name so wrong it was um, Oh Holy Night uh, Cantique de Noel is I think how they say it but anyway, it was a beautiful version. Thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you, Little Red. I tried. So today, let's go ahead and start with prayer to open with um, before we dive in to scripture. It's so good to see you guys here. I've missed you all um, and being online. So let's go ahead and um, give a prayer real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of the many blessings that you've given us, the air in our lungs, the blood running through our veins, the blood of Jesus running through our veins, that you created us each the way that you wanted us, all unique and all perfect in your image, Lord. And I just thank you for that, for giving us this space to be able to come together and and discuss and have fellowship with one another from all over the world. Um, I'm just blessed and thankful for all of those that we have in, in the many countries as well as here in America and Canada. Lord, uh, this show is not about me, it's about you and being able to help bring others closer to Jesus and all grow together in our walk. So Lord, I thank you for that and that blessing. God, I just pray that you forgive us for our sins and allow us to forgive others when they aren't following your word as well either, because we all have those moments where we get a little confused or we, we fall prey to deception and being deceived and and Lord, so give us that grace, remind us of the grace that we are granted through you, through Jesus' sacrifice, that it was not in vain, that that we are worthy, but we also stumble as well. Like, like Jesus said to the prostitute, yet let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And so, Father God, we know we are imperfect beings, but perfect in your image. So continue to guide us, continue to give us that grace and the grace for others when they have not measured up to what we think they should have. And Father God, we lift up all of those that are hurting today, those that are struggling through something right now, because we know that that it, the closer we get to you, the more that Satan tries to pull us away and, and deceives. And Father God, we know that, that we can be stronger through you, through the body of Christ. We're all unique and and we all can can bring that together. So, Father, those that are that are weak right now, those that are are struggling, or maybe even receiving a word improperly, Lord, I just pray for your your word to guide them each and every day, like you guide me each and every day, Father. We ask you to come to us now and to use us, Father God, to do your will, to do your work, to bring you glory, for it is glory and glorifying your name is what we're here for. It's what our purpose is, that and to help others become closer to Jesus. And Father God, we lift up Steve today.
day to you who's having a colonoscopy done to see if he can have his colostomy uh, reversed. So, Father God, we pray that the colostomy can come out, that it's no longer needed. His intestines and colon has has healed up and um, is just repairing itself. And once that colostomy comes out, those tissues are going to just seal up that hole, that that hole that has been created by man. And that's just like how we are general. We, we have these holes of sin put into us that, that tears us away from you, Lord, that that you can only repair. And, and Lord, you, you say that we've got that, the greater works than he and, and Jesus was as great as all come. And so father God, by his, his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. And by his blessings, we are able to proclaim healing over one another. And so we proclaim healing over Steve's colon. We proclaim that when the colostomy comes out, that there's going to be enough left there. There's not going to be any scar tissue that your healing hands are upon Steve, your healing hands, just like you're there upon us all right now. So any of us right now that are having pains or struggles, we're all, you say we're two or more gathered there. You'll be, and there's more than two here. So father God, we, we pray over Steve. We pray over one another for healing, for repair, for restoral. And that's what it's all about right now. Father God, you are restoring what the chewing locusts have eaten. You are restoring our bodies back to perfection. You're restoring the sin, those holes of sin that we created, that the devil used us to create. And we are filling those up with you, Lord, just like we're filling up when when they go in with his colon they see that that colon's been filled up those tissues are made whole there's no scar tissue they are only perfected flesh and in blood running running through there that he is going to be just perfect in in Christ and lord we just we thank you for for the, that healing we thank you for that sacrifice that you know, you came down as as man and Jesus and and showed others that that didn't even believe that persecuted your son, your only son, who was born in a manger um, to the Virgin Mary, Lord, you know, that people didn't believe Joseph even didn't believe that that his wife, his soon to be bride would be with child and he had not been with her. Father God, you perform miracles every single day, and you give us that ability to be able to perform and work those miracles and other and others. So thank you, God, for that. And Lord, I pray as we come into this chapter, Ezekiel 37 in the Valley of the Dry Bones, that Lord, that anybody here, if we've got some dust on those bones or those bones are a little bit dry, Lord, that you restore them back to perfection. You restore them back to to have that flesh and the sinews and and that they're covered and they're made whole in Christ, Lord, because you know, we we get that blessing of of being saved. No matter which day Jesus was born on, we know that that he was born born to a virgin that that you came and showed us how man could be without sin. So, Lord, I just pray that you you take away our sin, that you make us whole and continue to guide us to be sinless. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the food that you have given us and blessed us with. And, Lord, I pray also for our enemies, for those that are confused or wondering, those that are trying to cause harm to even the children, Lord. May they repent. May they see the way that they're going wrong. May they see that the only way is you, Lord. The only path is you. Let them be free from their sin. Let those children be made whole and complete again, Lord. Take them away from any harm, any danger, and anything trying to mislead them, Lord, because you said that anyone that tries to harm any of the children, that a millstone be hung around their neck rather than deal with your wrath. So, Lord, we, we seek justice for these children. We seek healing and restoral for these children. 
and we seek safety for them in Jesus name. Amen. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. And thank you all for, for joining me in prayer. So let's dive into the Valley of Dry Bones. I don't know if we'll get all the way through chapter 37 today. Um, it's very lengthy, but we will try. I know it seems like, okay, it's, you know, 28 verses. How could it be that long? But in these 28 verses lies so much information. The Vision of the Valley of Dry Bones, chapter 37. It's not really a vision per se, but it is. It's God is picking Ezekiel up and taking him to these this valley of the dry bones. And just for a little backstory, so y'all kind of know, um, Ezekiel's time um, was from uh, 620 to 570 BC. Daniel has the exact same or very similar timeline. His is um, 620 to 540 BC. And at 605, 605 BC, um, it started the exile of the Jews to Babylon. And so we're coming into where Ezekiel is getting to the dry bones. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit. The Spirit brought Ezekiel out. Not anything Ezekiel did. And this is, um, it's prophetic uh, because it's the hand of the Lord that was upon him. Ezekiel's um, prophetic experience is not exactly a vision, but it seems to be in the sense of that. And so... It's, it's kind of hard to explain exactly what, what it is. And the mention of the hand of the Lord, it's showing prophetic ecstasy and inspiration. It says that he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. And it was full of dry, full of bones. This is uh, Death Valley. And it's ironic that Death Valley, um, there's Death Valley, California. There's um, a Death Valley. We actually call, um, Clemson University is called Death Valley. They have a rock there that came from Death Valley, California. I don't remember the entire backstory on the rock. But I do know they call it Howard's Rock, and the players rub it every time they come out onto the field. Um, they rub the rock for for blessing because they this college still actually does prayer. Um, they were definitely on the wrong side of the whole BLM Black Lives Matter um, fist thing, if y'all recall that in 2020. Um, they actually put four different, they had four different helmets that they made and allowed players to choose from to be able to wear to show support. So just like, you know, us people, you know, we all stumble. So we grant them grace, right? In this, the, the valley full of bones, Ezekiel seeing a very large expanse. Think of something like the Grand Canyon or something that's just like you're looking out and that's, you know, all you can see is just really vast, really large. It's truly Death Valley because the floor of the valley 
was so dense with human bones that it was described as full of bones. Ezekiel saw them everywhere, noticing that they were very many in the open valley. And he caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, they were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. The people represent not only the dead here, but the disgraced. Um, for an unburied corpse to be, you know, if they don't, for them not to bury a corpse and the exposed remains to be left there, that's, it's a shocking disgrace. And it's obviously done intentionally that they were neglected a burial, a proper burial. That's why we, you know, we bury our dead now. Um, and here, you know, seeing this valley of dry bones, I mean, just think about it. You're, for those that haven't been to the Grand Canyon or, I mean, you could go out to a desert even. Um, or the plains out in like Texas or similar. You know, you could just see for, or think about how like the ocean is. If you've gone to, I'm trying to give everybody a perspective here of, of what Ezekiel is seeing and how significant this is. Um, if you're looking out over the ocean, you know, you don't, you can just see for, it doesn't look like miles, but there's, literally hundreds and hundreds of miles that is just if you're at the ocean it's just oh it's just water and so this here ezekiel seeing just this vast space of all these bodies that were just bones now the skin was gone the flesh was gone it was just empty just you know just dusty and and not not well. Sorry, I had to get something to drink. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? God is asking Ezekiel a question there. Can these can these bones live? And Ezekiel sitting there like, uh, what? What do you mean, God? You're you're asking me if these bones can live? Well, I mean, what would you regularly think? What would most people think? Well, I know I would think that they're not gonna live. I mean, they're dead. How can something that's dead come back? I mean, we we die and we've read scripture where it says, you know, that when we are saved that our bodies die, we're reborn, but we're not physically just these bones, right? We aren't just sitting there and, I mean, though our souls may be dead inside our, and our, our minds may be dead, we still have flesh on us, right? These bones had no flesh on them. They're beyond dead. You get it? Um, they're just, they're dead. They're dry. And so Ezekiel answers. It says, and I answered, O Lord God, thou knows, knowest. Ezekiel saying, well, I don't know, but you know, God, you're the one that knows. How am I supposed to know? And um, also, uh, valley, I had a note here. I was like, oh, why did I have this note for? Valley here is, um, it's a plain. So like I was saying, like out in the Grand Canyon or whatever, it's a plain. And in Hebrew, it's Bika, B-I-Q-A. And um, in Ezekiel 3.22, they use valley there as well. And so they're both the same location is both probably intended. So if you want to go back, Ezekiel 3.22 says, And the hand of the Lord 
was on me there, and he said to me, Get up, go out to the plain, and there I will speak to you. That's the uh, valley. And again, again, he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I got too many notes here now. God is telling him for the bones to hear the word of the Lord like we are to hear the word of the Lord. And and God's getting ready to start um, and work in revival. We don't start a revival. We may want a revival. We may pray for revival. But God is the one who creates that revival. Ezekiel knows that these bones are dead and dry. And, and here God is teaching us 11 things. That we must walk among the dead, proclaim God's word, have almost a foolish confidence in God's word. Know that the Spirit works in a process, and the work of the Holy Spirit is essential. You can't have one without the other. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit. We must boldly pray for the Spirit to move. It's not us that does anything, it, but it's God, but it's Christ, but it's the Holy Spirit. And we have to speak in the power of faith. We must notice every evidence of the Spirit's work because the Holy Spirit is, is active and it's alive. It's, it's in us. It's around us. And we have to start looking for it. Then we see it. Just like if you're around, you know, they say misery loves company. Well, even if you're around someone that's completely miserable, you can still look for the good. You can still proclaim the good to them. Because, you know, once you start looking for good, that's what you're going to see. Once you start looking for the Holy Spirit, that's what you're going to notice. You're going to see the, the evidence of the Spirit's work. And you have to look for God's people to be revived into an army of servants. And we must not say that hope is lost because hope is never lost. We are not the ones that, that know. We have no clue about any of that. It's God. You know, all we know is what we've been taught. And a lot of cases we've been taught that many things are impossible. We've been taught through the churches that, um, and I loved last night's episode of Bards FM. If y'all haven't heard it, it's very good. Very, very good. And and full of, you know, the Holy Spirit was moving and, and speaking through um, both Scott and Devonese and I forgot the gentleman's name. It was Davis was his last name. Gary Davis, I believe. Apostle. No, not Apostle. Um, I think it was Gary Davis. Anyway, it was Bards FM at 9 p.m. Eastern Time last night. I think the episode should be uploaded. Um, and when it was just, you know, a lot about a lot similar to this about how the Holy Spirit moves and works and how we have to, you know, realize that in order to have a revival, we must have the Holy Spirit. We must, you know, we can't create that revival. And so, you know, God's asking Ezekiel here, he's asking him, hey, you know what? Can these bones live? You know, and sometimes when when something's dead, when someone's dead, you know, Scott talks about raising the dead and people are like, you're crazy. We can't raise the dead. Well, that's someone that's putting God in a box. And I'm, I'm not, I don't even recall who made the comment about it, but it's, it is. It's somebody putting God in a box because we don't know. You know, that's not, uh, we don't have that power per se, but 
through us, through our positive um, hope and faith, not really just positive, but through our hope and faith, we can raise the dead. We can keep people, you know, from going off the cliff and, and walking into their own death. You know, um, we sometimes think that, like, if you've got somebody that just recently died, say, and they show it, I mean, you see it all the, well, I don't say you see it all the time, that's incorrect, but if you watch, like, movies and stuff like that, it shows it a lot. Um, somebody's died, or if there's a gunshot victim or whatever, you know, you rush to that person and, and you do everything that you can physically to save them, right? You're, you're trying to stop the bleeding, you know, find out where the source of the problem is and try to, you know, correct that problem. And what a lot of times we miss doing is saying, hey, God, you know, I have to say, hey, God exactly but you can proclaim life over that person and and usually if if they're not already gone or they just recently died and you know you're like god please bring them back that's when people start praying is when bad stuff happens but instead they need to be praying when it's still good you know um and pray in all things and in all things give thanks because it's because of him that we have any of this. And so, you know, you've got a little bit of hope when the bones are, when they haven't been dead for a, a long time, right? Um, and, and the bones are, that's what's left when, when life is passed. If something never had life, they wouldn't leave bones. But when something has been dead so long that you can actually see those bones, you give up hope that it's ever going to live again. And God asking, you know, Ezekiel, can these bones live? He's still thinking, well, you know, like the people you think, well, maybe they could if they were, you know, flesh, freshly dead. But if they're these dry bones, I mean... Who hopes that any bones are going to live? Who actually hopes that when, you know, he's seeing this valley of just skeletons here. Do you think he's actually thinking, oh, okay, well, we need to bring these bones back to life. Or, you know, these people could still live. These people can be brought back to life, right? Who would be thinking that? I wouldn't. I mean, I have some strong faith, but to look out over those those bones, would I really sit there and think, hey, why don't y'all come back to life? It'd be nice to see you back, you know. What did you look like? We don't hope that, you know. We don't think that. And um, when God asked him if he can live, he's like, God, only you know. Because Ezekiel had no hope in the bones but he had hope in god and he didn't presume to know what god wanted to do with the bones he didn't know it was like we don't know i mean we don't know what god wants to do with us but but like us and like ezekiel ezekiel was confident that god did know and that's why he said to god you know oh lord only you know Verse 3, 37, 3. Oh, Lord God, thou knowest. He's like, hey, I don't know, but I guess we're about to see something interesting happening. And you know that Ezekiel was one of the most theatrical of the prophets. Ezekiel was, you know, he's, he ate a scroll. And he, you know, slapped, he was slapping his thighs and went back and forth on the floor, put himself into like an exile and showed them what their exile was going to be like, you know? And, and so he was, 
He was fully in faith in God, that God's going to do what God's wanting to do. And so in verse 4, again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. God is the only one that can create life and revival and restoration. And only God can speak life to dead bones. Verse 5, thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. Breath and spirit are, are interchangeably used. Um, it's, they're, this, they're pretty much the same. Um, the sense of air and motion like wind or breath, it extends from a gentle breeze to a stormy wind or from a breath that is breathed into a raging passion. It comes to mean both man's spirit or disposition and also emotional qualities like vigor, courage, and patience and ecstasy covers not only a man's vital breath given to him at birth and leaving his body in his dying gasp, but also the Spirit of God who imparts that breath. I had a note here where I had read that. I was looking up breath and spirit. Verse 6, And I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. God gives him a task here and commands him to prophesy. God's telling him, you know, you're going to speak life that I'm speaking through you. But through you, through me, you're going to speak life over these bones. They're going to come alive that apart from you know, the spirit, we're powerless. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. This rattling, you know, Ezekiel's drawing attention to the fact of the shaking and the noises and the coming of sinews and the flesh, even before there was any sign of life. He's very detailed about that. He's going through and he's like, hey, you know, they're rattling. There's a noise and a rattling. The bones are coming together, you know. You're, it's, it's kind of ironic how they, they tend to... You know, with cartoons and stuff like that, they show the little old person, you know, usually with a cane and shaking the cane and, or, or even like sometimes a walker or whatever. They're rattling. Their bones are rattling. Or like if you get so cold, your bones start, you know, shivering and it feels like they're rattling. Or when you wake up and have arthritis, it feels like all your bones then are creaking and you know, making a sound. So Ezekiel's like, hey, these bones are making a sound, but they're not alive yet. They're not alive. And to see, I told you we're almost at the hour now. Um, we got about 12 minutes. I can't believe it. Like there's, there's so much in this. And I know I've went fast and some of the notes that I had, I haven't read yet. <laughs> um, so let's see where we could stop at. I don't want to get into eight yet um, because of the breath. In, well, we will read eight. Verse eight. And I looked and behold, sinews were on them and flesh grew. Oh, nope. We already read eight. And flesh grew and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Babies, when they're born and take their first breath, this is something that I found amazing when I went through um, OB and Pete's that when the baby is, is born, that first 
scream that you hear, the reason why they look for that scream is because when they get that breath of life in them, the valves and chambers in their heart close. As that first scream happens, the, you know, the baby's in fluid, in water, amniotic fluid. And so, you know, the baby's got all this water and stuff like that that it's in. There's water going through the heart, water going through the lungs. There's blood going through. Well, when that baby wails, that heart is closing. Those valves are closing. Life is able to start. Life is able to, you know, the blood is able to start flowing. The heart is able to actually beat and beat to where, you know, in uh, uh, out of utero that it's able to live on its own. And so they need this breath of life for them to be able to, to grow. And, and we're getting here the stages of reviving. He's saying, you know, they're, they're stirring, they're assembling. The sinews and flesh are coming. They have, they're, they're getting ready to have the skin cover their bodies. And so we're going to pick up on Monday. We'll pick up from verse 8, chapter 37. I need to make a note of that where we stopped. All right, so we're going to pick up on 37.8 on Monday. I was hoping to go ahead and get to Ezekiel 38 Monday. Um, but like I said, this chapter is very, very lengthy. So unfortunately, we won't get to go with that. I was Monday, what happened is my computer, I could not get my laptop to start. Um, I had some issues with that and Oh, it was, it was craziness. So I was like, okay, God just doesn't want this to happen today. Um, but thank you guys for joining me. I've got a song that I'm going to play out. Tam, you're very welcome for the prayer. Here we go. This song is Zach Williams and Steve Furtick. It's rattle, the sound of dry bones rattling. Guys, I pray you all have a wonderful, blessed day, and I appreciate you all so much for being here. I can't wait to get back into Ezekiel 37 with you guys on Monday at 11 a.m. And until then, y'all have a wonderful, blessed day. I love you all and see you online. Is the praise make a dead